Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this beautiful Monday, Monday the 12th of July, 2021. Brand new start to a brand new week. And I've got to say, what a great start to the week. Sun's out, not a, not really a breath of wind, no clouds, and uh, freezing cold though. About seven degrees, but it's a beautiful, beautiful day here in the Macedon Ranges. And I trust you've had a great weekend and looking forward to a huge week in sales and in sales leadership. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about confidence. And I posted on LinkedIn last night, as I normally do on a Sunday, a, uh, a bit of a theme for the week. And uh, normally, I then follow up on a Monday with the podcast of the same topic. And today is no exception. So today's title will be, Don't Wait to Feel Confident. Now, what's really interesting about this is having worked with salespeople for many, many years and are now working with sales leaders in their teams, Despite so many salespeople having incredible talent and potentially reporting to a sales leader who believes in them unconditionally, uh, who gives them as much support as they possibly can give them, it's still staggering to me to observe the number of salespeople who lack, for whatever reason, uh, a level of confidence. Now, a lack of confidence to do a number of things, including uh, to identify tangible opportunities or not be able to adequately qualify opportunities. A lack of confidence to reach out to senior executives within their portfolio. And this one's a huge one because I remember working with uh, my sales teams many years ago. There was a lot of people within the team who had a lack of confidence because they were considering themselves to be simply an, an account executive or a sales executive. They thought to themselves, well, I can't possibly reach out to a chief information officer or, God forbid, a chief executive officer of my portfolio because I'm not in their level. I'm not in their stratosphere. I'm not on, I don't deserve to be in their in their presence. And this this created a huge lack of confidence which meant that they would only start to liaise with and build relationships with people who they thought were at the same level as them. And what it meant was there was a lot of opportunities that were not getting access to and not being able to qualify because they were all calling too low. They were actually liaising too low. They were building relationships too low in the organization. So this happens a lot. It's um, sales executives not not wanting to reach out to the senior executives and not taking a chance. There's also a lack of confidence in making new connections in a target account. So if there's a brand new portfolio you're looking to uh, looking to bring on board or at least make some make some inroads in, you've got to start identifying who are the key connections, who are the key people within that portfolio, within that account that I need to start getting to know and start starting a well start a conversation with. And there's this lack of confidence. Again, it's, it's, a lot of it's linked to, well, where is this person? And they'll look at their LinkedIn profile, for example, and see they've got a lot of connections. And they'll see who they're connected with. And all of a sudden, the internal dialogue that the sales executive has is almost to the point where I'm not worthy. I don't, I'm not going to reach out to them. I'll wait until they will reach out to me. Or I'll go through my sales leader, and hopefully they can reach out to this particular uh, contact within this target account and that they can introduce me. Now, in some cases that might work, but in a lot of cases we've got to get people to actually get confident to just reach out, reach out to people. What are they going to say? No, bugger off? Well, maybe, but in a lot of cases, people that are reaching out to you in a in a professional manner, most people have a level of common courtesy and professional courtesy. 
to the point of at least having a conversation. Now, that's that's it's rare that people won't have a conversation at least. You've got to then have the value that's associated with that conversation, but to not have the confidence to make a connection in the target account is really is really sad and it's really disappointing. There's also a lack of confidence to uh, for many sales execs to challenge the status quo and to think outside the square. So many, many sales executives are brought into organizations where there is already an established culture. And the sales exec will do whatever, whatever they can to become malleable and fit into that culture. Now, if that culture is one where we've got to not rock the boat, we've got to maintain the status quo, and we have to think within the boundaries that we've set ourselves, then it starts to condition that sales executive to not think outside the square, which means they're also going to have a lack of confidence to be able to take action outside of their comfort zone. So they're going to want to play it safe. They want to minimize the risk of being chastised, risk of being criticized, risk of getting things wrong. And therefore, they won't take action outside of their comfort zone, which really means they're going to be limited in terms of their development and certainly their growth and ultimately the results that they generate. And there's also a lack of confidence to often ask the difficult questions. Now, for many people, and some of this is related to, well, if I'm fairly new to the organization and to the team, I don't want to rock the boat and don't ask too many difficult, penetrating, uh, what could be considered to be controversial questions because that might be a reflection on me and I want to fit in to the organization and certainly fit into the culture. But you've got to ask questions. You've got to ask questions of your organization. You've got to ask questions of yourself. You've certainly got to ask questions of your sales leader. And most importantly, you've got to ask some difficult questions and some challenging questions of your customers because that's what they expect. They expect you to be be different, be a differentiator, bring something that's different to the table than all your other competitors because if you're all the same, then it makes it very, very easy for people to play the price game and to make the comparison very simply. And so what you see happening is too many sales teams, sales executives, and to some degree, sales leaders do this as well. Too many of them wait to feel confident. They're waiting until they get the confidence bug that comes up and almost hits them like a flu that uh, they can then get their injection of confidence and off they go. Well, it doesn't happen. What they do instead is they sit in a comfort zone and they're reluctant to take risks because they fear the consequences of what are those... If I take these risks, what are the consequences if I make a mistake? And it may well be they've observed somebody else make a mistake and being criticized or chastised or not get the result they want. And therefore, they think, oh, through that conditioning, I better not step out of line because I don't want to be incurring the wrath of my sales leader or my senior executive or, God forbid, a customer if I do the wrong thing. And what this ultimately results in is stagnation, is stagnation in uh, development and certainly a further reduction in confidence because people are almost double and triple guessing themselves before they do anything for fear of what are the ramifications, what are the consequences. So they therefore feel safer by doing nothing and hoping, hoping that something will change on the external environment or in the external environment that will enable them to get a boost of confidence to then be able to take action. But they want to take action in a safe Way. And this doesn't, if, you, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably thinking, well, none of that makes sense. Well, it may not make sense, but I guarantee if you look around your organization and if you look around your competitors, if you look around the industry, you'll find there's a lot of people who are sitting very, very comfortably in their comfort zone, not wanting to rock the boat, and therefore really at its essence, not delivering the results that they are capable of. And we need to change that. Now, if you look at what a great sales leader does, if you look at what an exceptional sales leader does, is they do not under any circumstances allow this to happen. They know that the only way to develop confidence is to take affirmative action. It's no use sitting there pontificating and thinking about confidence. You've actually got to go and do something because it's through the affirmative action that you actually develop confidence because through through the action, you develop a thing called experience. And the more you repeat that experience, the more you get feedback, the more you work out what works and what doesn't work, 
You actually, over a period of time, develop a level of wisdom. And through the constant repetition of good principles and good actions, you actually develop a thing called confidence. And it's just amazing how this works. So what they do is they don't allow people to stagnate. They will challenge people to get out of their comfort zone. They will, they will make sure that the guys are taking action all the time. So what do they do? They do four key things. And there's probably a whole host of other things, but I want to just focus on four key things that an exceptional sales leader will do. First of all, they will demand, not ask, they will demand that their sales executives get moving. Their focus and their philosophy is imperfect action, imperfect implementation of action is much better than trying to come up with a perfect plan and making up, making sure that all the ducks are lined up before we actually start to execute. Because even the best laid plans, you know this and I know this, you might have what you consider to be the perfect plan, but until you actually implement it, you don't get any feedback. You don't know what's working and what's not working. And it may well be that in your head and all the analysis you've done, this plan might might seem the perfect plan. But until such time as you put it into action and you get it stress tested, only then do you find out what's going to be working and what's not. And so you need to be able to adjust. So the first thing is they demand action. No longer sitting on your hands. No longer sitting there stuck to the stuck to the desk. Get out and get moving. And this is where momentum starts to be created. So imperfect action. The second thing is they expect mistakes and they don't criticize. And this is a really, really important and really critical point to get. Uh, Too many sales leaders out there in the marketplace uh, put too much pressure on their sales executives to the point where their sales executives are so afraid of making a mistake that they're actually frozen in fear of doing anything. And this doesn't help anybody, doesn't help the individual, certainly doesn't help the sales leader with their leadership, and it certainly doesn't help the customers or the organizations. So exceptional sales leaders do the exact opposite. They will demand, first of all, that their sales executives get moving. And second of all, they will expect mistakes. They know that the only way we can develop is to fall over and get our knees grazed. And sometimes you might might fall flat on your face. But the most important thing is you don't criticize them for doing that. You actually encourage them to say, hey, get up, dust yourself off, work out what was working, what wasn't working, provide some feedback. And this is a key thing. They'll provide constant feedback. Then they'll say, right, readjust. Go again. Keep going. Now, this is how momentum is generated and confidence is developed over a period of time. Now, as a side note, one of the things that I, I get involved with on the weekend is female football. So both my girls play AFL footy. And if you've been following the podcast, I think I've spoken about this a couple of times. But there's a couple of players in each of my girls' teams that, uh, for want of a better term, lack a bit of confidence. Now, what the coaches have been doing with these particular players over the last few weeks in particular is they've been asking them to simply back themselves. They've been asking them not not worry about getting it right, not worrying about making mistakes, and and all they're wanting to do is wanting them to attack the football as soon as they see the football. So the ball's coming towards them. They want to be able to attack the football at at high pace, and know that you know what. Sometimes the ball's going to bounce over their head. Sometimes the ball's going to bounce to the left and to the right. But there'll be sometimes when the ball will bounce up perfectly, so that when they're running at full pace, they'll be able to, they'll be able to grab the ball and keep running forward. Now, what's really interesting about this is I've seen a number of players do this over the last three weeks in particular, and it started to not only improve the player's level of confidence, but the feedback that's coming from the coaching staff is only accentuating this level of uh, confidence in these players because I've seen these particular players uh, take a chance and they've been running at full pace. And what's interesting is that a number of occasions the ball has actually bounced up in their arms, and when they're running at full pace, nobody can catch them. And what they've been able to do is actually set up some uh, positive uh, forward momentum for the for the football team that's resulted in some scoring. Now, if I go back two months ago, these same players were waiting for the ball. Uh, they were literally stopped. They weren't in any, any form of momentum whatsoever. 
They were flat-footed and they were waiting for the ball literally to come to them before they took off. What's different now is because they've been encouraged to take action and because they're no longer worried about the mistakes they potentially could make because there's not going to be any criticism, they're now getting feedback to say, hey, I love the way you attacked the footy. Hey, that ball that you saw in that quarter didn't, didn't bounce the way you wanted it. It went over your head and maybe the other team scored because of that. But that's the feedback we're giving them to say, we want you to keep doing that because the more you put yourself in a position to potentially get the ball and build that momentum, the higher the probability that the ball is going to, over a period of time, the ball is going to bounce up and be in your favor. So expect mistakes and don't criticize. And this is a key thing, particularly for sales leaders, is do not criticize. Expect your team to make mistakes and, in fact, encourage your team to make mistakes. And one of the things I often talk to leaders about right now is asking your team and also asking themselves, what was the biggest mistake they made this week? Because if they're not making mistakes, they're literally not growing. So do that and uh, you'll be amazed at what will happen. The third one is they set an example. So exceptional sales leaders will always set the example through not waiting to feel confident themselves. They know that their team is watching their every move and they're listening and watching everything they do. So by them sitting there, not taking action, or by them pontificating and, and procrastinating and not taking action, that only starts to permeate through the team. So if you want to see your team taking affirmative action and potentially being in a position to make mistakes and be okay with that and develop confidence through that action, then we've got to do that ourselves. We've got to be able to set the example. And that's exactly what great sales leaders will do. They will set the example and they're not going to be too concerned about whether they're going to be making a mistake or not. They're more focused on, am I making positive progress forward? Uh, and the final thing is they will reward progress rather than specifically just reward the outcome. And this is a big one as well. And I've talked a lot about this uh, favoring progress over perfection. And one of the things that we need to start doing more and more as a sales team, as a sales leader in particular, is to reward and encourage our teams to make progress. Because it's only through the progress that the team are making that they'll develop and, well, the first of all, they'll develop momentum. They'll also get direct feedback on what is working and what's not working so they can adjust. But the biggest thing is they'll develop through that action is they will actually develop confidence. And it only has to be a small grain of confidence that you can hold on to. And through that continual progress and continual focus on just taking that next step, that level of confidence can exponentially improve. And uh, before you know it, you're a super confident individual and uh, making making every post a winner. So there are four key things that exceptional sales leaders will do in and around their sales team when it comes to developing confidence and taking affirmative action. Now, this week in particular, as we start to move forward into this week, if you have salespeople in your team who have been lacking confidence, or in fact, if you yourself as a sales leader has been lacking confidence, I strongly encourage you to encourage yourself, but also encourage them to remove the shackles. Take a chance. Take affirmative action. And without any, and this is a key thing, without any attachment to the outcome. You want people, you want people to be going forward and making making phone calls, doing things that potentially put them in self, put themselves in a position where they won't get the result. But it's not about the result. It's about the action they take. And this is the conversation you need to start having with your team. What action did you take? What did you learn? What were the mistakes you made? And what did you learn from those mistakes so we can actually start getting better? Now, through that process, through the constant evolution of taking more affirmative action on a daily, weekly, hourly basis, and even minute to minute, what you'll notice is a level of confidence start to increase. And it cannot help but increase as long as we as sales leaders are there to support, to encourage, and to ensure that they continue to take affirmative action. So I hope that message makes sense. That's the key focus for this week. If you, uh, if you do have some salespeople that perhaps are lacking confidence, and a reminder, of course, if you are 
looking to take your sales leadership to that exceptional level and you'd like some help in doing that, then let's jump on a Zoom call, have a conversation and start working together as early as this week. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time and we can uh, get started as early as uh, as today. And uh, I've got some spots later on this afternoon if you're ready to get going. So I look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.